helping church leaders amplify their impact and reach their communities. This is the Amplified Impact Podcast. Hey, digital communicators, welcome to the Amplified Impact Podcast, where we help church leaders amplify their impact and reach their communities. I'm John Falk, also known as Johnny Flash, and this is episode number 11, Social Media Secrets with Katie Allred. Now, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to give you a few quick updates. Uh, The past few months have been crazy. If you didn't hear, we launched our Amplified Impact Blueprint course. It's a six-week online training program, and we're having our first students, our first cohort, uh, finishing the program right now, and the feedback that we've been getting is amazing. Frankly, this is the course that I wish I had when I started in church communications over a decade ago, and uh, we've packaged it all up, and it's just, it's really, really amazing. And so uh, that's been keeping me busy for the past few months. If you've been wondering, hey, there haven't been any new episodes on the podcast, uh, it's been a little crazy, but I'm back now. We've got a bunch of great interviews lined up for you, and so uh, it's great to be back here. Also, last episode, I shared that my daughter, Alicia, had broken her leg, and uh, I think previously I'd shared that my son, Elias, had broken his arm, and I just wanted to let you know that they are better, they're back to normal, the casts are off, and they're running around uh, like usual. So um, anyways, thanks for your prayers and your concern. And of course, um, Christmas is just around the corner, and I wanted to let you know about a special ebook that we have just for you. It's called 10 Ways to Have Record Attendance and Impact at Your Christmas Services. It's an amazing ebook. We put it out last year, and we got just tons of great feedback, and you can get it for free if you go to amplifiedimpact.org slash record Christmas. Uh, you can go there. You can download it for free. It's really great, and if you, I think if you leverage it, you'll be able to get more people from your community at your Christmas services. It's just really, really good stuff. So definitely go check that out um, over there at AmplifiedImpact.org. And while you're over there, uh, be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. All the links that we're going to talk about are there on the show notes page at AmplifiedImpact.org. And of course, you can watch the video version while you're there of this podcast. And um, if you want to, you can go over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast so you get all the episodes downloaded automatically. And if you want to leave us a review, that would be awesome. That always makes my day when we get uh, a review on iTunes. So um, that would really help us out as well. All right, well, let's get right to it. Katie Allred is the web content manager for Brentwood Baptist and their regional campuses. She also runs social media for the church, and she runs the Church Communications Facebook group. Uh, She has a wealth of knowledge, and she's the first female on the podcast, which is way overdue, and I'm super excited uh, for you to get to hear from her. So this is my conversation with Katie. Hey, Katie, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, so for those that might not know you, why don't you just give kind of a little background of who you are and where you're at and and what you do? Sure, yeah. So I work at Brentwood Baptist Church, and I'm in charge of web development and online communication, essentially. So I'm in charge of also social media, uh, some email marketing, that kind of thing. So I also uh, started the Church Communications Facebook group back in 2015 uh, with my boss, Daryl, 
and we're sitting at 13,000 members today, which is wild. So, and it's cool because we get to talk to churches around the world about how they're uh, reaching their communities and for Christ. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I, I also teach uh, for the University of Florida. I teach consumer and audience engagement uh, right now, but I've taught social media branding, web design principles in the past. So That's awesome. I know it's amazing how the Facebook group has really exploded. I think I was in it when there was just a few thousand and it's just, it's like, it just keeps going and going. Yeah, I definitely did not expect that. Yeah, we we uh we thought maybe we'd get 50, 100 if we were like crazy. Um so we definitely didn't intend to grow it that big. I think people ask us all the time like, "How do you do it? Do you have some crazy strategy?" I'm like, "I don't know. We just kept being nice to people and they kept showing up." So that's, you know, that's my strategy is, you know, just normal friendship is is the good strategy. Like, how do you be a good friend? You are there consistently and you continually are helpful and uh, not mean to people. So that's, you know, that's how we grew so quickly. Yeah, Yeah, I know that's turning into like a, a job just in of itself is managing all the people in there, huh? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it definitely feels like a second job. Uh, but I'm super grateful. I, I definitely am not going to like say anything bad about it because I'm grateful that God blessed me with the opportunity. So yeah, it's a great, it's a great group. Hey, so for those that may not know Brentwood Baptist, just tell a little bit about the church size, kind of the structure, just sort of a little quick background. Yeah. Brentwood is currently six campuses with a seventh campus on the horizon. And so we are different though in our multi-site model. Uh, we we're one church in multiple locations, like everyone says. But the thing is, like each church is autonomous. So our, each church has its own pastor, not just a campus pastor that's there for for you know uh, help, but preaches their own message. And so we, as a communication staff, support each of those seven churches that are dramatically different. So they'll, they'll uh, share similar, uh, they'll share the sermon series. So they'll share one sermon series in the same research, but they will preach seven different messages, you know, uh, from the same passage of scripture. So I I think our our model is uh, extremely different because of that. You know, most people, most multi-site models are uh, very, video based uh, or they have to be so similar and ours is we are really trying to cater to the community of the area that we're in which is crazy because we're all in middle tennessee like you would think oh they're all tennessee churches they must be the same but nashville every part of nashville is different i don't know if you've ever visited nashville but it's just it's just totally different and it's growing like crazy and so it's a really exciting time to be here in Middle Tennessee. So you know because we we have a church lock on Springs and lock on and East Nashville's just full of hipsters, and uh, but we have Spring Hill you know and that's full of young families you know uh, just regular folk who work at Nissan and that kind of stuff. So uh, we we're catering to so many different audiences and so. Uh, it's really neat to see how our church has grown and developed. And our, our pastor, our senior pastor is Mike Glenn. And, uh, you know, I, I love to say that our church is the largest church no one has ever heard of because <laughs> we really are. We're a large church, like in numbers wise, like we are larger than a lot of churches that you've heard of. Um, but uh, I'm really OK with that because I think that that just means that we care so much about our community that we don't care about getting our name on top of everything. And so. Uh, you know, and I think our pastor has led the way in that, like, and saying, you know, I don't care about my own fame. I care about God's glory. And so, 
uh, it's cool to see how we've uh, affected healthcare and poverty and education throughout Middle Tennessee and how we're trying to work and fix uh, uh, those things and bring glory to God in the process of doing it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and you brought that's up a unique, you, yeah. what's that? So that's our church in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, and I think it brings up a unique, you know, just question that I'm thinking here because I haven't looked at all your different, I know you have a lot of different social media accounts for the church and stuff, but, yeah. um, you know, obviously having six or seven different messages every uh, week kind of brings its own challenge because for some of us where we can just, oh, go get a snippet bite from whichever service we want to and put it online, you're dealing with, you know, six slightly different messages. And so how do you, you know, coordinate and handle that in terms of like the capture of those and, and kind of, you know, making little tidbits of those available? Yeah. So not every campus has their sermon recorded. Uh, you know, it really depends on the size of the campus. You know, uh, two two or three of our campuses are a hundred, around a hundred people. So they're very small churches. So they don't necessarily even have. They might record it audio wise, but they're not recording it video wise. Um, so our campuses, I think we make that decision kind of when they reach like the five hundred point. When you reach five hundred, I think it's time for us to consider having a camera and cutting some clips and doing that kind of thing, um, getting a transcript of the sermon and and those kind of resources available. Otherwise, I don't want to say it's it's void, but also don't want to say like it's always worth the money to invest when when really it might just take some time to get to that point. So with everything that's going on at the church, with with you know different campus sizes and everything, what have you found to be most effective in terms of social media and kind of utilizing that for your church and the campuses that you have? You know, video is number one, like video is, is king for us. So, and, and, you know, I just said, if your church is small, maybe you shouldn't invest. But at the same time, I understand where video is, is becoming just dramatically important to like, uh, if you don't have video, you don't really have any reach, it seems like. So, because uh, for the longest time, we were really dependent on graphics and, and text. And uh, we put a lot of resources into putting more and more clips out from our sermon. You know, we, we've created videos in the past, like creative videos, and they don't perform as well online uh, in social media as. Uh, just clips from the sermon do or clips from the choir or something like that. So, and of course, if you're doing clips from worship, you've got to have the right licensing to put that kind of content out. So you have to be like super careful. It's like a fine line to walk on what you can and cannot do. Um, But your sermon, you know, for the most part, your church 100% owns it. So, you know, that's, it's great. Especially if you need the transcript, that's uh, something I've parked on before. Getting the transcript really helps me to just sit there, highlight the portions that I need. Uh, then I have a timestamp, and the video producers can cut it, or I could cut it. It's faster for me to find it. And then I take that and turn it around and upload it to YouTube. And then from YouTube, I grab an SRT file. So I take that transcript, and I dump it into YouTube, and it generates an SRT transcript file for me. And so from that, it, it will, I can download that and put it onto Facebook. So there's captions. So, uh, the more accessible I can make the content, the better reach it has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And are you using a transcription service like rev.com or something for those? Or how are you doing that? Actually, there's a medical transcriptionist in our congregation who really? does it for us now. 
you pay her, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But she, yeah, she's a, just a medical. What I love too about using someone in your congregation is that they will understand what the words your pastor messes up or, and they will also understand like first Thessalonians or we're in a, we're in a series about Mephibosheth, you know, they'll understand those, um, hard, you know, biblical terms that literally no other translation service will, will get. Uh, and so if you have a medical transcriptionist in your congregation, that's definitely the first place to start. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good. So how many counts are you managing at the church? Oh, uh, that's a lot, John. <laughs> I mean, on the social media style guide that you have that I've looked at, that's a great resource. I mean, there's like a whole page that's like a whole bunch of things on there. So, I mean, are you managing all of those? Yes. Okay, and so, so the, most of them I, I are Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I oversee each and every one of them. Now, does that mean I touch all of them? Definitely not. Uh, for the most part, I lead and guide the seven campuses pages. I, I mostly do a lot of that work myself, and then I have an intern who does a lot of that work as well. And uh, having an intern has been phenomenal. So if you don't have a 10-week, I mean, this is a college kid who – you know what? I thought it would be so hard for me to train someone to do the stuff that I do. And literally I just kind of gave her like an, a brief overview. I was like, here, maybe you could post something like this. And then she like just took it all the way and I'm just so blown away by her. So anyways, maybe she'll listen to this podcast, but she's just like, it's just amazing. Like how quickly she picked up on things. I didn't have to explain them to her and it's, it's just been phenomenal, but, uh, definitely recommend getting a college intern cause man, there's kids these days. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> social media. Like I'm like, Oh man, maybe she could teach me a thing or two here. Yeah. So, so are you tailoring uh, the content for each campus or is it pretty similar? No, we tailor, we tailor it to the campus. So, uh, where station Hill has, uh, obviously more family oriented, content or more pictures of families, more, uh, serious in tone, maybe a little more formal, maybe, uh, Lachlan Springs is super funny. Like they just want to be funny. That's all they want to do. So, and that's their campus pastor though. That's the difference between campus pastors, you know? Uh, and so David Hanna, he's just like a big goofball. He just wants to, he just posts stuff about like he was, um, their heating went out and it's cold now. Uh, and so they've been without heat for the last two Sundays at church. And so oh. he, he loves to write these long posts about how you're going to have to bring a blanket to church and we're going to have to cuddle and it's going to be great. <laughs> like we're all in the family. It's going to be wonderful. Like, you know, I don't know. So and it's just fun. He talks about potlucks and how that brings you closer to God. I don't know. So it's just, <laughs> he's great. And it's just, it's fun to see the reflections of how that uh, church is seen in their social media and you know our church at west franklin is uh their pastor has taken a hold of facebook live and used it in such incredible ways to just communicate with his uh congregation i think like it's so awesome that they all go on there and watch it and like they feel like they've missed out on something if they haven't watched it oh that's cool and, uh, because he communicates so much of his vision and ministry through through that so it, it's neat to see how uh with a little bit of like pushing, they, they've kind of taken hold of it a lot themselves, which is nice. We do have a volunteer at one of our ministries and, um, you know, mini- uh, ministry volunteers are hard to find and harder to keep. And 
what was great is that I already had a volunteer photographer at this campus, which is also hard to find. Yeah. So <clears throat> we, if at all possible, find a wedding photographer to be your church photographer. Because they already know how to creep around a church pretty well <laughs> yeah, on a regular yeah. basis. That's like what they do. And so it, it's been great, too, because she's like, I wanted to get back to my church in some kind of way. Uh, but I never felt like I had a place that I felt like I belonged to serve. And she was like, I didn't really help. I didn't want to help with kids. I didn't really want to do this. And, and so I, I was so grateful. And I think she was also grateful to find a place where she felt like she belonged. And I was like, I'm so grateful because I have pictures. You know, like it's so hard for us to get those. And so, you know, a lot of times I feel so bad to ask for help, but then I have to remind myself, like, it's not asking for help. You're enabling someone to do ministry. Like you're allowing them to have a part of the ministry. You're giving ministry back to the people in a way. So, um, so we had her first, uh, the, the volunteer photographer. And then, uh, just this past month, we had uh, a guy who came up to the pastor and was like, I would love to take over the social media for our church. Is that possible? And he's a young kid just out of college and did all the social media for his fraternity for like a really large fraternity. And I was like, I have no idea. Like, let me meet with him. So we talked about some things and he's been doing it for the last two weeks and has knocked it out of the park. And so he has partnered with that volunteer photographer to get the shots that he needs. And he gets to work with her and they chat about oh, that's stuff. They're excited to be a team, you know, like to feel like they have a, a, each other to work with. And so, it's just been really great that that we uh, that they created this own little volunteer communications team over at App South without us having to put a lot of effort and energy into it. It's, it's kind of happened naturally. We we asked, we put it out there, but it's kind of nice that it kind of also just happened organically. We didn't have to force anybody into anything. So that's the kind of volunteer. When you have a volunteer that you kind of have to like beg and like. Like, uh, they may have seemed interested to begin with, but they, they aren't, uh, the most capable or they're not the most, um, respondent. That's like when it's probably a good sign for you just to eh, maybe like move on and, you know, say, you know, obviously you have talent, but you know, your talents are best served elsewhere. So, right. uh, that's kind of been our, our journey with volunteers. So with your, yeah, with, so with your pastors, uh, contributing some content, it sounds like on the social media accounts yeah. and then you've got some volunteers and you've got all these yep. other ministry pages that you're not like necessarily directly, you know, kind of putting all the content on there. How do you keep the consistency between, you know, all of these different accounts that represent Brentwood Baptist? Yeah, that's kind of hard, you know, because uh, like I said, they're all so different. Um, we have, I created a social media style guide and it lists out a lot of what we expect from social media and what we don't expect and what we'd like things to look like and how we expect people to reply and the tone of voice that we may use and that kind of thing. And so for the most part, though, it's kind of, you know, we're all so different, but we're all still so much, very much the same. We're always looking to what's next. It's kind of our, um, you know, our motto. And that's, uh, that was something that came from actually a, a campaign that we did a, a couple years ago. And uh, just, you know, using, uh, asking more questions than, than giving answers and that kind of thing. So that's, yeah, that's kind of where we're where we kind of try to keep it consistent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in terms of like, you're using Snapchat, how have you found that versus like Instagram stories and stuff like that? 
Yeah. So we uh, we were probably one of the first churches on Snapchat, which is funny. Uh, where we don't really use it. Like honestly, we're not very consistent in it. We we didn't find a lot of our like a lot of. Uh, we didn't find any return on investment there. Like there was just no like nobody was watching it. And when they did, it was like very low amount. And so we decided to turn that energy over to Instagram because we felt like Instagram was going in places that Snapchat was going as well, but doing it better. And so we have started doing Instagram stories on a weekly basis from the sermon. So we'll take the sermon and we'll cut. Now, Instagram stories can only be 15 seconds long. Right. So we may take a 45-second clip and we'll clip it into 15-second chunks. So, um, and then we'll upload it to Instagram and that's generally how we do our stories unless we have something going on in the week and then we may do some stuff live in the moment, but. And is that primarily like, oh, sorry. No, you're, what did you say? I was just gonna say, is that primarily like Sunday, Monday that you're doing that with the sermon pieces or kind of how do you spread that out through the week? We generally do those on Wednesdays. Okay. On Wednesday. Yeah, we do. uh, Monday we do like a choir clip pretty quickly. And then we also, our pastor does a Facebook live, uh, interviewing someone, uh, interviewing like a minister in our church, talking about something that's a major message that week. That has been fantastic for our, our, our ministers and for our pastor, because what's great is that our pastor doesn't have to come up with what he's going to talk about. He doesn't have to preach another sermon over Facebook live, which was kind of the struggle was that he was feeling like he had to like basically regurgitate the content he had given yesterday or (laughs) he had to like uh, give a piece of what he was going to talk about the next Sunday. And so, which is good. Like I think recapping the sermon and and looking forward to the next sermon is totally, is great. Especially if that's your forte. And I mean, it was good. He was really, he's fantastic at it. Literally you can ask Mike Glenn any question. He can talk on the spot on a camera about anything, which is fantastic. Uh, with hardly any prompting, uh, which is a real talent. But uh, it, it's been good to get other ministers involved because, first off, it gets them seen by uh, by other members of our church. When your church is as large as our, ours is, it's hard to know who's who's running and driving these these ships or whatever. And so it's good to see those those situations. Um, and it's it's been good to to get major messaging out in a, in a different and unique way. You know, uh, we don't like to think social media is a billboard. We like to think of it as a conversation. So um, with that, I think Facebook Live allows people to talk back to our pastor. It allows people to um, see him in a different light than they would normally see him on a Sunday morning. He's not a uh, chatty Kathy by any means, so he doesn't normally, like, stay and shake hands. He's not that kind of a, uh, a pastor, but it, it's good for them to see him goof off, mess up, uh, <laughs> be authentic in that kind of light and, uh, and to talk with ministers about their ministries and about what they're passionate about. And, and, you know, we talked about orphan care just like a couple weeks ago and we talked about, uh, human trafficking and, and those kind of things that are happening in our area. And so it's been, it's been really great. It's an easy way to get content. Hmm. That's good. So I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but I I've felt this way sometimes with when it comes to social media and, and maybe some people that are listening, you know, are feeling this way. And that is, you know, you put out all this content and you reply to comments and you like things and you're like trying, you just, you're kind of like in this wheel that keeps on spinning and you keep churning out all these posts and stuff. And you kind of get to the end and you're kind of like, 
is it making a difference? Like, is, is, is what we're doing working? And so when it comes to that, like, what do you all measure in terms of like knowing if you're moving the ball down the court, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For us, we really measure engagement. Like that matters more than how many followers we have. We, we, like in my technical goals, we say followers, you know, because, uh, because, you know, trustees, they think that that number is the most important, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, people who are in social media really think like, well, how many more followers do we have from last year? So, and like, of course we, we always beat that. Uh, but the, the, the real thing is, can we beat the engagement we had last week? You know, and so, which a lot of times, you know, sometimes we just can't because like we, we had a video that went viral, uh, like two weeks ago, it was, um, all the different, we had, I don't know, a ton of different nations and tongues represented in, uh, how great is our God. And we had special needs involved and we had our deaf ministry involved and it was just a, a huge conglomerate of, of this, uh, worship. And we, we put that out and I honestly didn't think it was going to do that well. I thought, well, you know, that I just, we put out whatever, you know, we don't like sit around thinking about it all day. Um, I just put out what it normally would. And we reached like 200,000 views on the video, wow. like in a week. And I was like, oh, I guess that was a bigger deal than I thought. So, uh, which is great. That's good. Uh, I love seeing that we reached 300,000 people in the last month. Uh, but that's, you know, that's the goal now. So I'm like, okay, how do I reach 300,000 and 350,000 people next month? And so, um, what's great about our ministry, what's great about social media is that I can tell you how many people have watched it. I can tell you how long they've watched it. I can tell you if they were engaged in it, like, um, you know, in a, people can walk through your church and you can't tell if they're engaged or not, you know, and, or you can't tell how long they like sat there and listened or watched, you know, like, uh, so what's neat about, about social media is that you can, you can, you can give like hard numbers. Like I reached this many people this month. We had these conversations and that kind of stuff. So, uh, a lot of people don't think of it as ministry, but it, it really is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it is cool that you do get all the analytics. I'm a big, you know, I like numbers and being able to look at all those different statistics and stuff. And it's just really you can really dig into it and get a lot out of it, which I think is great. So, um, just one more question before we move on to our amplified impact round, because I'm as as you're kind of talking, I'm thinking maybe some people are wondering this, and that is how often are you boosting posts or or doing Facebook ads versus just kind of like putting it out there and trying to get as much organic reach as you can? Uh, we hardly ever do ads. I think like uh, tons of churches do. And I think that's, that's okay. If you have the budget to do that and your organic reach just isn't working, like I think you, first you should work on your organic reach because boosting or posting something that has better organic reach to begin with will get your ad seen by more people for less money. But um, we technically, we spend like $1,200 maybe at Christmas on Christmas concert ads for our big Christmas concert, which is one of our largest things. And then uh, we spend some money at Easter, probably the same amount. And that's it. Um, and I know it seems like a huge ad budget, maybe. But we're like our church, our church's budget is $17 million. So it's like a drop in the, you know, a bucket, like a bucket. 
And so, um, but we, for honestly, I think we, we can do organic reach. We can do great content that will get seen and shared. And that's more important to me, uh, than figuring out how to write a really great ad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I think because that's incredible. Incre- that's- shares it. That's that's so much better, you know. Social social proof is more important. Yeah, well, and I think that's encouraging to, to people because you know a lot of a lot of churches listening are a lot smaller. They don't have a seventeen million dollar budget. You know, they they probably aren't even going to spend a thousand dollars on Facebook ads, and that's not a lot when you think about a, a large church. But um, I think that's encouraging that you guys have been able to do all that with you know pretty much. And sometimes organic. I don't even spend that ad budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> most of the time I don't. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm, we'll be fine. We'll post this a couple of times it'll be great i don't know you know not the same thing obviously don't post the same kind of content over and over again that's the worst i hate when churches do that i'm also one of those who has done it in the past um and may do it again and i'm always like oh this is the worst this is not this is not gonna work yeah this is not how need some fresh stuff well, cool. Well, this is good. Uh, well, so we do an amplified impact speed round where we just kind of fire off a few questions related to church communications. So I'm going to fire off a few questions here. Um, what would, what would you say is the first thing that any new church communicator or director needs to know? Join the church communications. Facebook there you go. Group. Get all your questions answered by, by Katie and company in Facebook. Awesome. Uh, what's your favorite tool for ministry, like a program or app or something that you just couldn't live without to do what you do? I use Google Drive a ton, and we don't even use Google Drive. We're like an Office 365 house over here, but uh, but I use Drive like nobody's business for presentations and whatnot. It's just yeah, the yeah, easiest. I love, I love Google Drive. Um, any ideas for empowering church members to invite their friends, or have you seen any kind of you know, social sharing thing that's worked well or anything like that? Sure. Yeah. I think that if you encourage your members to go and take a, uh, a online, like a digital mission journey, uh, then that will, that will work. So what I mean by like a digital mission journey, like take 10 minutes and or five minutes uh, during announcement time, say you take the entire announcement time and you break down, uh, say, Hey, everybody, I want you to go to church.com slash FB for Facebook. And I want you to download there. Just put a picture there and I want you to download this picture. Now I want everybody in the congregation to change their profile picture to this picture. So it can be a picture that has information about an event that's going on at your church because you did that. Now, like, let's say you have a hundred people in your congregation. Let's say each of them have a hundred friends. Then you're reaching potentially a hundred times a hundred. So 10,000 people. And so, uh, that's an easy way just to get to people. Then, uh, you know, another way is to encourage people to just do Facebook Live. Uh, what's great about Facebook Live, especially for our personal profile, is that you're going to get all those notifications. People are going to get notifications that their friend went live. It's super awkward, uh, but I think it's so important. And so you have to like get past yourself. Um, in order to do it sometimes. Uh, but I have yet to meet someone who has regretted. So if you it. En- encourage your congregation to do Facebook live, what, what do you, what do you, cause I mean, like you said, some people are going to be like, I don't know what to say or what do I do? Well, like what's your kind of prompt or encouragement of them for what to post? Yeah. If you have like an event coming up and they're, 
uh, let's say vacation Bible school, um, then just get them to basically just read the ad copy for vacation Bible school. You can even like give them a whole prompt, like say, Hey, I just wanted to invite my friends to come to vacation Bible school. We're going to be doing this and that and have this for the kids. And, and then at the end, you know, um, tell them to tag their friends in the comments or whatever. So their friend sees that they talked about cool. them or whatever. Cool. That's good. So, I like that idea. That's cool. Just like a simple, it's almost like a live yeah. video like ad, right? But they're just kind of posting it live and it just goes out. Yeah. But they're using all of their networks, which is fantastic. That's exactly what you want to do is give the ministry back to the people, like give them the opportunity to do, to do that. Uh, I think too much. We, we let, we let our congregation hide behind our, our public face and that's not how the church was meant to work. We're we're meant to give the ministry away. They're meant to, uh, we're meant to like enable and empower them to do that. And so, uh, just encouraging them and showing them. So, heck, maybe go live right at the beginning of the service. Like, have somebody, like, have your pastor up there on the stage. Like, have his phone out and say, "All right, we're going live, and I'm going to show you how to do this." Like. Um, it's super awkward. I know it's so awkward, you know, and if, if you want to get more comfortable with it, uh, you know, and you're like, I literally don't know what to say or do. Uh, I read the book of Proverbs every day on Facebook live. I, uh, I read a proverb a day for a month, you know, cause there's 31 Proverbs and you know, for me, it opened up so many gospel conversations, so many easy ways for me to, to, to make conversation with people that I would have never reached out. Like I, I had no idea that they were struggling or I had no idea that they um, wanted to know more about Jesus. But because I took that chance, uh, it was a, I was able to let – because I let my guard down, they let their guard down too. Um, and these are people I hadn't talked to since like kindergarten. Um, so it was neat to just be able to have those conversations just because I made a simple choice to be obedient, to do, to do something so silly and simple. And so, uh, you know, for, for some people it's, it's starting there, but if, if you're doing, if you're asking your whole congregation to, then, then maybe promoting a message might be the easiest, simplest way. If you give them some copy and say, I'll just tell them to do this, or maybe like go home and do a craft with your kids and, you know, Tell them yeah. about invite them to the Christmas services or whatever, right? Or the the concerts that you're having, right? Yeah. Like decorating yeah. your Christmas tree at home. Like start Facebook Live so your kids are decorating the tree. Say, hey, we're decorating the tree. We're really excited because the Christmas concert's coming up in two weeks, and we wanted to tell you about it and invite you. And you know, can't wait to see you there. Like, does it have to be yeah, over? That's complicated. awesome. That's great. Hey, so uh, last question. Who do you recommend that I interview next and why? So, uh, you know, I really recommend Rebecca Harris. Have you ever mm, heard of I Rebecca Harris? So. Okay, yeah, right? I, I know some, uh, I know all the people on the, <laughs> on the 13,000 group. Um, no, Rebecca, actually, we went, to, uh, church, we went to Creative Missions together last year. Have you ever heard of Creative Missions? Okay, Creative Missions is so cool. It's uh, out of the Church of Rockney Sucks group. It's from the Center of Church Communication. They uh, put together this mission trip every year that takes church communicators from around the world, and we go and serve. And so we served in Montana together, and Rebecca is at Harris Creek Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. And mm-hmm. is just a, a really great communicator. She's also a worship leader and, and just someone that, you know, I look up to and I think she just does a, a phenomenal job just leading uh, her her team and uh, 
just communicating in, in new and different mm. ways that mm. are fun. Okay. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much. Hey, um, how can folks connect yeah. with you? You know, if they want to, uh, either kind of ask you some more questions or just connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So you can find me on churchcommunications.com. You can also find me on the church communications, Facebook group, just search for church communications on Facebook. You can also visit my website, katieallred.com. You can go to Twitter, Katie J. Allred there, Katie J. Allred. I thought I was going to be like John F. Kennedy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I heard people took you more seriously. Nice. They included your middle name. Um, so, uh, yeah, just find me on there and add me and love to That's chat. That's awesome. So. Katie, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. And, you know, you've set the bar really high now with as the first female on the podcast. So, uh, well done. And, and thanks for all your insights. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that Katie was able to come onto the podcast and share some of her social media secrets and what she's doing over at Brentwood Baptist Church. Please reach out to her on social media, stop by her website, or go join the Church Communications Facebook group and say hi. I know she'll really appreciate that. And don't forget all the links that we mentioned um, in the episode today, you can get to at amplifiedimpact.org. Just click on this episode and all the links are there. And be sure to stop by amplifiedimpact.org slash record Christmas, download our free ebook and implement just even one or two of those ways at your church so that you can reach more people in your community and have record attendance and impact this Christmas season. Well, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, this has been fun as it always is. I always enjoy getting to uh, talk with our guests and get to connect with you. And so I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's time to amp it up.